0: But when she then does test following those American trials, her result comes back that she does have cannabis in the system.
1: The issue with that is that when it comes to athletes and in their individual capacity, I I can't say we know for a fact that everyone knows the difference between
2: the CBD and the THC. For example, multiple. Let's say Lewis Hamilton smoked up during (laughs) the pit stop. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Reddit at New Age Cannabis PC and watch the whole conversation on YouTube. This is the New Age Cannabis Podcast, a podcast all about cannabis from an African perspective. Join us and our awesome guests as we talk through the endless capabilities and benefits of cannabis. Today on the show, I'm very excited to have Chuck and Jay from the Two Upfront Podcast, a podcast all about sports where we'll be talking about everything to do with cannabis and sports. Gentlemen, welcome to the New Age Cannabis Podcast.
0: Thank you for having us. We look forward to having this chat. We've touched base before and this is how the episode
2: came about. Yeah, looking forward to chopping it up with you, man. Awesome. So I'm just going to go into it. As the sports world battles the use of performance-enhancing drugs, one substance that almost always slips under the radar is cannabis. According to Wikipedia, the use of cannabis by athletes has been banned by many sports commissions. However, some have relaxed their policies as societal attitudes to it have shifted. The prohibition is one of the most controversial issues in anti-doping. There is no scientific consensus regarding the performance-enhancing effects of cannabis, with one 2018 paper reporting that there is no evidence for cannabis use as a performance-enhancing drug. Other reasons cited for banning t- its use include the increased risk of injury in competition. Calls for eliminating cannabis testing have come from the perspective of better pain management and the reducing the usage of opioids. A former Denver Nuggets basketball player, Kenyon Martin, estimated that 85 percent of the players in the NBA use cannabis. An ex-NHL player stated that at least half of the NHL players use cannabis. A former Dallas Cowboys player estimates that about 90% of NFL players rely on it, mostly for pain management, instead of relying on opioids, which can lead to serious side effects and addiction. Although easing pain isn't the only reason, a Seattle Seahawks wide receiver, Percy Harvin, once said that he got high before each game just so that he could cope with the anxiety he suffered from playing in front of huge crowds. This anecdotal evidence presented is supported by a 2021 study called Cannabis in Sport, the Anti-Doping Perspective which found that cannabinoids were the third most reported prohibited substance in four of seven years of data compiled by the World Anti-Doping Association Laboratory between 2003 and 2009, and the second most reported in 2008 to 2009, following anabolic agents. So gentlemen, I want to ask you, why does sport hate cannabis if it's so clearly embraced by its athletes?
1: What sports is trying to, first and foremost, protect its its integrity. I think a lot of things can be put in the box of substances that are hated, like alcohol, like other more extreme drugs, more recreational drugs as well. But speaking to the topic at hand, which is sports, I think... It still has that stigma attached to it as much as the world is still turning around there's certain philosophies or ideas that are still instilled in sports that we are a team sports and hence we don't do that and that and that i mean if you look at sports and rules and how sports has come around it is one of the industries that has stalwart laws and rules it's only now that technology is, is infiltrating sports and making it slightly different but r- rules laws Guides histories have remained the same in sports for the longest of time. So I think sports has an issue with cannabis because it is still one of those stigmatized drugs um, that are out there. So I think sports would count cannabis and other substances as bad for their brand or rather what the institute is.
0: Yeah, I think, and add to what Chuck is saying, the realm of sport is, is very traditional and I think what you guys speak about on the podcast and what we have seen in the last few years is that there is a change in narrative regarding the prohibition of, of cannabis. There is a change in terms of the conversation around what cannabis actually is, its use and how it affects human beings and how it affects society at large. So those rituals are very much aligned with where governments are, because at the end of the day, this is what sports governing bodies do. like it's a microcosm of what you see in in the grandest scale in, in society so as a result of the people also who are running these governing bodies these are very old school people these are people who are set in their ways these are people who have been gatekeepers in so many ways as chuck says we are only now seeing technology infiltrate sport in the kind of way where for example there was we're calling for some kind of technology back in the 1966 world cup is the ball over the line or not so It has taken a long time, even up to 2010, we had the same issue. So it it takes a long time for things to turn around and to change in sport. And the question, the way that you ask it specifically, I think the answer lies in there as well, that sport hates it, whereas the players advocate for it. I think it's always been clear, if you take a look at sport, that the players and, and the governing bodies are not necessarily on the same side. And whereas the powers that be don't view the athletes as a voice in which they should listen to in order to guide where the sport is going, they tend to look at them as labor. And we know how those meetings, those conversations, or those relationships go between labor and whoever it is that controls the labor. So even with the athletes being positively on the side of this is what we do, or this is what we'd like to see, it's not necessarily something that the, the sports are going to adopt, unfortunately. Yeah, that actually makes a
2: lot of sense. If you look at it, they are a microcosm of whatever governments they are in or whatever governance structure they fall into. And they can't exactly step out of line whether or not they believe in it. And like you said, once again, it's a microcosm where the players say, we think it's okay. Why are you saying it's wrong? Which is basically what society is saying is we think it's okay. Government, why are you saying it's wrong? So I think that's quite an interesting perspective that it literally is just a microcosm of what is happening in society with regards to how the stigma is pervasive throughout society.
0: Yeah. When the the world of sport describe substances that are banned, the criteria for that is if it enhances your performance, it's banned. If it is Something that is not good for the health of of the athletes, it's also bad. And also the third one, which is very much a what do you mean about that, is if it does not uphold the integrity of the sport, so it needs to be in the good spirits of the sport. What that means is actually, it's vague. Uh, What we are coming to know is that it does not really give you performance enhancing properties, in terms of their health and the wellness, these are adults, these athletes. And if they are making the choice, and I'm not even on a side of, well, cannabis is bad for you. These guys are athletes. These guys are adults. As I'm saying, these guys are speaking to people who are well-versed in terms of what do I put in my body that will aid or not harm me in my career. And if they advocate for that, maybe you want to listen to that. And then the last one, which is, I think the one most is prohibiting cannabis from being removed as a banned substance is that spirit of sport. So it is a, a, a perception that the governing bodies are concerned about. I'd say.
2: So I think let's take it a step further and say there are different cases that have happened with regards to anti-doping and cannabis being discovered in an athlete system. So let's take a look specifically at the Shikari Richardson case, which happened in 2021 for the Tokyo Olympics. In her case, what exactly happened there and how exactly was she treated as opposed to what the stigma was prior and her reasons around her consuming cannabis?
0: Well, the Shakari Richardson case, she runs uh, a qualifying time. She wins outright in qualification in the U.S. trials. And then she does qualify for the Olympics. And she would have gone into those Olympics as one of the top three medal favorites. And certainly from America, the other two being Jamaican, which is rather ironic, but when she then does test following those American trials, her result comes back that she does have cannabis in the system. And the reason that she gave is that she lost her mother prior to the trials. And when you do follow her story, she's had a very difficult upbringing, she's had a very difficult relationship with her mother, and her home life has been one which has just not been easy. So she loses her mother and when she comments about it is she was just trying to deal with the fallout, the grief and the trauma from that as well as the pressure before the trials. So there was the matter of her grieving and the trials coming up and and the pressure associated with that being someone of the level of talent that she is. And that's the reason she gave for having smoked marijuana. And then she got a one-month ban, which unfortunately carried over into the Olympics.
2: Now, she says... Mental health. And as a professional athlete, there's lots of pressures on you every single day. And you do need different methods to cope. So, for example, we had Naomi Osaka who pulled out of um, a Grand Slam. We've got Simone Biles who pulled out of those very same Olympics, both citing mental health, depression and anxiety and pressures. Whereas you had Shikari Richardson who said, I'm suffering similar pressures, but in order to cope, all I needed was cannabis. If there is so much pressure on sports stars, as we all know, and we always expect them to perform, if there is so much pressure, why is sports so slow at uptaking this, whereas the evidence is overwhelming that cannabis helps with those specific sorts of issues over and above the pain, which everyone is quite well aware of when it comes to your CBD products and your uh, topical products that help with your pain treatment and pain management. The issue with that is that when it comes to athletes
1: and in their individual capacity, I I can't say we know for a fact that everyone knows the difference between the CBD and the THC. I think most of them are rolling up, which is very different to your tea or your herbal drinks or whatever other methods that marijuana can help that is not necessarily rolling up. You know what I mean? And I think if if that was the conversation, that how then do we integrate marijuana as an antidote um, to those mental pressures and that stress? And how do you use that as a product effectively? Because... Most cases, most athletes, when they say they do weed, they're talking about they're rolling up, which is a very different conversation to what we extend to when we talk about the various benefits of marijuana. And so if we look at it from that standpoint alone, it becomes very tricky because then if you're rolling up, then not only do you then treat your mental health, but then there's risk to your lungs, but there's risk to your motor skills, which is, which is essential for your sports activity. So I think if you were to go about it in the right way and say, here's how we can integrate this into sports or rather into helping athletes, then fine, we can do that. But if people are doing it on their own and they're rolling up, specifically rolling up, and that's how they cope with it, I think that's a different conversation altogether.
2: That's quite interesting because the approach that the NFL essentially has taken to it since about 2019, once they reviewed their drug policy rules, was that... Athletes are allowed to consume, but on their first positive test, they have to go into a rehabilitation program. They're not suspended. But if it's specifically for coping, they then allow the athlete into a program that allows them to have it within coping quantities as per the individual athletes, which is essentially embracing exactly what you've said, which is if you're in a certain amount of pain, you don't necessarily have to be rolling up in order for you to use cannabis as a pain treatment. You don't have to necessarily be lighting up in order to achieve the anxiety relief. So it's quite interesting that the NFL has actually taken a similar sort of approach to cannabis management as a drug policy.
1: What I what I wanna add to that I find very interesting is is that I think with cannabis, it's, it's really a cultural thing because you'll have NFL opening the doors to that. I wouldn't be surprised if you saw the NBA open the doors to that. But you won't see it worldwide, finding cricket doing that and, and rugby players doing that because it's a, it's a different culture altogether in terms of the sports. I mean, because NFL is an American sport. It doesn't happen anywhere else in the, in, in the world. It's, it's centralized in America. And American culture has a big impact on how the, the athletes live and they, their choices, what they see, what they consume and what they think is good for themselves. And so if you look at that idea, that's from the NFL, it's hard to replicate that across the world in terms of other sports and codes. So I think with them, it, it, it makes sense for them to tackle that in that particular way, because that is a sample of what the actual country is. There are more people outside of the NFL who are taking weed, rolling up or using cannabis in various forms. So I think for them to take that up, that makes sense with them understanding what is currently happening in their country as far as cannabis is involved.
2: But then, do you not see that as a microcosm of where the rest of the world is going then as legalization rolls on across the world? I, I don't think so necessarily
1: because we've got Amsterdam, which is, we could say, the weed capital um, of Europe, um, not the world. But they, they don't have as much consumption in terms of football or hockey. They're, they're premier sports in, in the Netherlands. They don't have that. And I think it's a cultural thing. It's how do people embrace it? So it's two different samples. We can't really put on a parallel scale and say that since this is happening, this is where it's shifting. I think different sporting and codes in different areas in the world handle this quite differently.
0: It is a fairly interesting that Chuck brings up and where you come in with those stats as well is there is a demographics matter that is at play there because The NFL is made up of over 70% black players. The NBA is made up over 80% of black players. The interesting thing is when one of the players that you cited is from the NHL or the NHL is predominantly white, where I think as well where you will butt heads or the governing bodies will not come to a consensus is if you look at the NFL, the NFL is a violent sport. And what the NFL players are reporting is that rather than using opioids because of the dangers associated with it and because of the addiction that is uh, associated with that, Our our drug of choice, so to speak, in terms of our method of healing, rather, that we would rather have is cannabis. So if you then take that as a threshold, okay, this is a pain management matter. Then when you switch then to the NBA and you hear Kenan and Martin saying 85% of the players are using cannabis, if you are the governing body and you come and you are having that conversation across the spectrum, these two things don't align because the the NBA is not a collision sport as what um, the NFL is. If you extend that, you look, okay, around the world and and not just from the perspective of America, not just from the minority community that dominates these sports that I just mentioned. What is then most relatable to a nfl you don't see that there are cases that are coming out that well rappy has an issue that they keep testing and the players come back testing positive for cannabis but you would think that if it's also a collision sport like the one where 90 percent of the players would rather use cannabis then what is the conversation you go to combat sport you would think that is the case as well but that is not something that is coming back where we're hearing that or a majority of these guys who are beating each other to a pulp near to death and they are dealing with the ramifications of that after the fight, they are also using. So I think where the players and the athletes are going to have an issue is you cannot justify a position where we can see that it aligns across the board. And that is going to be difficult for them to actually mount a a, a conversation whereby the governing bodies come over to their side. But now
2: my question then is, A, is it performance enhancing and B, if it only has positive benefits within reason, obviously I'm not talking about over-consumption because overconsumption of anything leads to issues, yeah. but within reason, then why should there be any barriers? Although I think when we get to the next section, we can really go into individual sports, but why should there be barriers as such if it, A, does help with mental health, B, does help with pain management, etc., Should there be barriers?
1: Look, um, to answer that, there is a risk um to it affecting your lungs. There's a risk of your motor skills being impaired. And if you look at sports at the very highest level, these athletes are at the top of peak uh, human performance and if you want to take those two things and put them together chances are you are putting together something that at some point will, will, will go wrong if people are pushing their lungs to the max and at the same time they're putting something in their bodies that could affect that and they're pushing their bodies to the max and they're putting something that can affect their muscles and, and, and their motor skills i think sooner or later you're gonna head to a place where you can't come back where you've tainted the performance of the athlete without you actually being aware of it because now all of a sudden, if your numbers are, or, or rather your performance drops, you won't be able to account for it because you've, you've consumed this thing without knowing that it's actually impairing your performance. And so I think it's not allowed, even though it's not giving you an, an edge, is that it's, it's taking away from your performance eventually in the long run. And you don't want that. And the same can be said of alcohol as well. We've seen in South Africa specifically with, with the soccer players, they all tell you that we were doing alcohol and drugs and our careers didn't even go um, past five years. If you start doing things like that, and yes, we do it in a casual, as GCs, as adults, um, being responsible in terms of making our own decisions. But ultimately, at the peak of performance, because it's not Sunday league games, this is at the very top, the pinnacle of all sports. If you're going to do that to your body, we as an organization, do we say, ah, oh, there are risks, but that's his decision. We can't do that. We can't allow you to take such decisions into your own hands. So... I'm a little bit on the other side. My position is that I don't think sport should be testing. The
0: issue is the fact that sport is testing. And because while sport is testing, I don't think these guys should take the decision to maybe mess up their careers and and find themselves with cannabis in their system. But that is currently as the rules are set up. One of your questions, is it performance enhancing? I don't think so. And the matter then of personal responsibility is the one that we're talking about. If you look back in 2006, Mbulele Mabizela, South African soccer player, he was found to have tested positive for marijuana and he was banned for six months. This is, what, 15, 16 years ago now? I have not seen another player since that happened because he was banned six months and the article that I read said he was fined $6,900. That hasn't happened because that set a precedent and the rest of the players, I would assume, looked at that and said, I don't want to have to deal with that issue with my career and therefore I'm not going that direction. The reason I bring that up and, and I align it with why I think that sport should not be testing is the matter of if your performance is affected negatively, your team is is going to cancel your contract. They're either going to have conversations with you that this is allowed, but then the way that you are using it is not to our benefit. And therefore, we do not see a need to continue with you. And if that is something that is out there, I think as well as the athletes across the board, because if they're not testing, it does not mean that everybody is going to be smoking a a, a haze. And the matter then will be, there will be individuals who use cannabis in whatever way that they use it within reason. Of course, you'll find that there will be people who go over that mark. I might be wrong. This is still to be seen, but I don't think it's going to be such an issue whereby we look at the whole sporting landscape and we say cannabis is ruined sport. And these guys none of them are, are, are performing at a level that they were prior to that. Because I think, yes, you'll have those one or two where maybe their careers need them to have the rules where they, they don't do that and that's how they keep their careers. But then you who is in the workplace and whatever other arena, you have choices to make. You have a family that you need to feed. And if you're making the choice that this is what I want to do and it's going to ruin my career, then you, you're an addict and you have a problem we're not talking about everyone is going to become an addict. I do think they shouldn't be testing. And it is my belief that it's not going to throw things into a chaotic state.
2: Personal choice. I agree with that 100%. At the end of the day, if your work says no, you come to work and you've blazed up and you mess up and you didn't meet your KPIs, that's on you. And so I agree with you 100%. We shouldn't be testing because at the end of the day, if you look at the actual effects... If someone goes overboard with anything it'll affect their performance if someone keeps something within moderation that has positive benefits then what's the problem so i I, i'm with you jay unfortunately chuck i'm not sure if we're going to agree that It's okay it's okay
1: but to that i respond by saying look you come to work and your performance is impaired that costs us the client or it costs us money or something is damaged when it could have been avoided and i and i look i look at that and i'm like well if we're in a team sports like nfl given the example and you mess up. Our careers are riding on this particular game or this game or this particular play. Glory is beckoning for us, except that you are high on the pitch and your performance is impaired. If we have sports that people are not testing, I mean, let's remember that marijuana is a gateway drug. If we allow y'all to, to, to start there, we're not testing, we're not even monitoring it. It's like, guys, live your lives. Sooner or later, chances are, I'm just saying, if we open that door, I'm not, gonna say, I'm not thinking 80% of marijuana users all of a sudden go to heroin and coke. No, no, I'm just saying, if only but 5% of, of those athletes do it. When when the chance was at zero, you've got a problem on your hands. And, and I'd rather have that door kept closed because if you open that door and you're like, guys, it's up to you. That's why at, at certain jobs you can't have tattoos if you're going to work in the courts of law. Whatever that reason is, but that's the, the confines of that particular um, industry. So if, if sports does not want you to do that, I don't think the kickback or rather for the protest is, is warranted being that the risk – of opening it and having it messy, I think it, it, it's it's very real and it's very present. So I think if we say we're not testing and we say just do what we want to do, I think we're opening a can of worms. Can of worms.
2: Gentlemen, thank you so much for that engagement. I think with all that said, at this point in the show, we normally have our can of quiz. But this time, we're going to have a little bit of a variation of a sports cannabis quiz. We're going to go through a bunch of different sports, and we're going to look at, first of all, should that sport have it open up? And second of all, how do you think an athlete who has over-consumed cannabis would perform in that sport? American football, yes or no to cannabis? No.
1: I say yes. That's Chuck for
2: the no. I'm sure the whole list here is going to be no for check. (laughs) If American football is a no. (laughs) There are other other ways. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Baseball.
0: Baseball? No. Actually, I, I want to revisit the NFL. I'm a bit on the fence with, with American football. Why? Simply because if your cognitive skills are affected and you've got a 120-kilogram guy running at you at the speed they might be, you might really get hurt.
2: I would argue to say your cognitive skills are improved because cannabis has been proven to help with focus. So that you actually become more focused. It, oof Jeez, Ooh, that's a tight line. Okay, you got me there. <laughs> oh, you got me there. Okay, cricket. No, again. Wait, actually, you know what? I I, I want to revisit that. That's a very interesting point because to be honest with you, cannabis mm-hmm. does help with focus. It does help not yeah, just Would you say that it helps across the board? It's not an individual by individual case. Yes and no. So essentially, it's a strain per strain and then individual by individual. So it depends on all the things of how hydrated are you? For example, if you're more hydrated, it'll have a different effect on the brain, same as with anything. So what cannabis really does is that it basically plugs your nervous system into your body to make it more responsive. So that's why people take it for medication and that's why it helps with pain. Cannabis is more of a complementary medication or treatment. So you take it with your pain medication or your cancer medication or whatever the case is, and then it helps that become more effective. So on the concentration side, that's why they have started recommending it for things like ADHD. On the epilepsy side, I've met a guy who had a brain injury and it literally stopped all of his seizures. So it does have a pronounced effect. So now I'm also on the fence of, is it performance enhancing or not? Because if I do think about it, it actually is performance enhancing, depending on which strain and all those things, if you manage to get your balance. So I think you've converted me, uh, Chuck. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, there we go. Okay, next for diving. No. (laughs) I, I don't know. Water and weed is pretty nice.
1: You're trying to do somersaults and have perfect entry into the water and imagine. <laughs> it's chilling in the water. Figure skating as well. A- it
2: could be very messy. Yeah. Golf. I'm a big yes for golf.
1: Ah, uh, yeah.
0: Everything is yes. green around there already. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that's my first yes.
0: Also, because, yeah, a little controversial, but I don't always think that golf is a sport. It's a game more than it is a sport. So, yeah.
2: Golfers
1: are going to have us for that one. (laughs) Gymnastics. No, I'm saying no for drugs. Because if you're doing like a triple, whatnot, 720, somersault, split, whatnot, and you are high. I don't know. Your your increased focus might help you. And also if you're impaired, it might end ugly. So, no.
0: Because I think if, if these questions are, should they be getting high before performances that's different so again I know hopping back on the NFL I think pain management is different with regards to pressures sport comes with pressure man and that's not even the highest level of pressure in the world pressure is trying to feed your children when you don't even have a job so if it's a matter of pain management when these guys are injured or on the sidelines that's different to hey, I just want to have a joint and get a high before I step onto the field just because I prefer to do that. So even when you come to a, a, a gymnastics, because my question would be like, why would you need to? Yeah, if you're going to be on a high bar and maybe you're, that is affected, if there's any danger to you like hitting your head or breaking your neck or anything of that, if you are high, then that's a
2: no. Okay, fair enough. It, it depends on exactly when you've consumed it, how mm. you consumed it and exactly what you're going to be doing. If it's something that needs you to, for example, the next one, let's go into motorsports, for example, motorsport. Let's say Lewis Hampton smoked up <laughs> during the pit stop. Oh, no,
1: no. A lot could go wrong. Can I- it. I'd, I'd definitely say <laughs> that because you're driving and Lewis's driving is all completely, same thing. completely driving different. different I agree. Uh, the amount of pressures that they face, the G-forces, the yep. amount of concentration that they have to have all the time. Because, I mean, I saw a comparison the one time when I agree. Jeremy okay. Clarkson was driving f F1 car and it was just explaining how different the, the, di- the driving dynamics are, how he's braking later, how he's doing all these other things. And it's just different from what he's used to. So I don't know if we can actually uh, look at our driving in our everyday experience behind the wheel and say, if I can do that, then Lewis can. I think Lewis's life is at more risk with cannabis there. I think also the
0: education that you just put us on actually has me thinking if how you appear and how you behave is dependent on how hydrated you are. In an F1 race, you lose two kilograms of liquids when you are driving around, which is true for other sports, not quite that level, which is true for other sport as well, because then that's the question. If you are involved in something of high intensity, you are losing that hydration and you can't hydrate during a race or during a match consistently. So then that's the other question that how affected are you going to be? Because Mm -hmm. you are not going to be as hydrated as if you are sitting in your car with your 500 milliliters of water or in your office or wherever, you know in a social place where you can easily access liquids so that is the other thing that would deter people like Lewis
2: from having cannabis that's a very fair point as you're engaged in whatever sport it is as your hydration levels change depending on how you've consumed it then could possibly impact in a way you might not have planned for so yes it is a fine (laughs) science to be honest in terms of using cannabis you have to know your body you have to know your body and then you have to know what you're consuming that actually comes second but if you don't know your body whatever you consume can affect you in a way that you can't possibly predict okay let's do the last few sports rugby no
0: so rugby for me falls into the same category as the nfl pain management yeah but if you're smoking it before the game nah
1: how long do the benefits last for your enhanced focus or the soothing of your pain say you you smoke up before um you, you partake how long does that last
2: depends on the sport so let's say for example i was going to go and play soccer Football. If I smoked right before the match, the first couple of minutes would be very chilled. To be honest, not the best idea to smoke right before the match because the yeah. high kick in just as the match starts. But then maybe 10 minutes, 15 minutes into the match, then you're very relaxed. Because remember, cannabis is an anti-inflammatory. So for example, with gymnastics, I would definitely recommend doing it just before competition, not like a few minutes, maybe an hour, because it does assist with um, relaxation and inflammation. And you do get more relaxed. To be honest, there's sometimes certain strains that you can consume where, or I've consumed where literally my body just, I don't want to do anything. And that's where the couch lock comes from, but that depends on the strain. The other ones go straight to the head where you just get pure focus, your body's a hundred percent. So because it's so strain dependent, it really depends on what you're about to do next and what you've consumed, and how you've consumed it. Is it an edible? Because edible, you're looking at 20 minutes for it to kick in, and then you've got a longer release time of 45 minutes versus 10 minutes of a joint. So basically, it's really planning of how can I use cannabis to achieve my benefits rather than, for example, with alcohol. If you drink, you know you're going to get drunk. No matter what, whether it's the cheapest or the most expensive, the resultant is the same. Whereas with cannabis, you've got options. You can still play with the different characteristics of the plants to achieve whatever the desired result is which is why then when jay says then isn't it performance enhancing i'm like actually, <laughs> actually. <laughs> that?
1: In, in an ideal situation you've got the perfect strain for the perfect sport say lewis hamilton lights up just before um the lights go off how long does he have in terms of focus can he now get the benefit of the cannabis and move from position six into pole and then after 10 minutes then his driving is no longer as good as it was in the first 15 laps that's what i'm trying to get at can you maintain the focus the benefits long enough for said sports if you got the correct strain is that even a thing Yes, yes
2: it's like if you have a specific task getting into the rhythm of the task sometimes can be problematic the cannabis would set you in the rhythm that you would then keep and that's why a lot of people when they do mundane tasks or mundane jobs they can very easily consume cannabis whilst working. Because once it's a repetitive task, it's very easy. But then again, F1 is not really a repetitive task. You're thinking the whole time, you have to always adjust and pivot. And you can stay focused. But in terms of expansive thoughts, personally, I wouldn't recommend it for F1 driving simply because yes, you can get the focus, but it's not a mundane task. You have to know when to pitch, you have to concentrate on multiple factors within your vehicle, your senses. So I I wouldn't really recommend it simply because of the range of things you need to consider whilst you're driving something like an F1 vehicle. So would that impair you in that case? Once again, it's all dependent on the individual. If you're suffering from anxiety, your anxiety would be the one impairing you because now you're thinking, oh my God, I need to get in front, I need to get in front, which then works on how effective you can drive. If you use it to manage your anxiety, it means that you don't have that issue. So that's the thing. Impairment is not a word I would ever use with cannabis. It's more effect. How will it affect you? Will it affect you in a way that is beneficial for your task or in a way that will give you a different result? Not necessarily impair. So if you take something that's good for anxiety and anxiety is your problem that stops you from driving, then you've actually used it to stop a problem. It hasn't impaired you.
0: You know, when, when, when Chuck speaks about if you figure out the perfect blend for a specific sport, what you have to figure is that athletes and their handlers are going to figure out a way to game that. And if they figure out mm-hmm. a way to game that, then mm-hmm. that is doping. That's yep, what that is. And literally, this is true of, I don't know what other sports you have remaining on the list, but that would be the matter at hand.
2: Now, that is probably going to be the next issue that we will face within cannabis because that's exactly it. Once you game it, it's not the same thing. And that's why the catch is, once you take the joint away, once you take the simple edible away, you're then steering closer to gaming it than saying this is a natural product because that's what cannabis is. It's literally a natural product. It's not a performance-enhancing substance as such as in all the other chemically- enhanced sub anabolic steroids and the rest rosemary if you use rosemary or or if you use a basil for certain aromatheric is that performance enhancing no because it's natural and that's the difference between cannabis and the rest is that it's literally a natural product in that state it cannot be seen as being taken for performance enhancement because it is natural whereas all the other drugs whether it be alcohol which you distill whether it be anything else it is not in its natural state. Hence, you can take it as a drug or performance enhancing. And that's why I also contend to say cannabis is not a drug at all, uh, nor is it gateway. The only thing is gateway to is having to go to a drug dealer to buy weed and then he gives you opioids or some other <laughs> messed up stuff. That's the reason <laughs> it ends up being a gateway, not because of the consumption. Okay. Gentlemen, can we please get your social media handles so people can listen to the 2UpFront podcast, which I have listened to and it's absolutely amazing. I love your take on sports and it's the best weekly roundup on the internet. Thank you very much
0: for that plug. social media handles, you can find the podcast itself on Twitter and on Instagram at 2UpFront. You can find me at J underscore Mzulu. That's M-Z-U-L-U. You can find Chuck at Chuck2Up.
2: Gentlemen, thank you so much for coming on the show two upfront podcast we look forward to having you again and talking more sporting issues
1: follow us on twitter instagram and reddit at the new age canna pc and watch the whole conversation on youtube